A few weeks ago, I posted a question and answer on my Instagram story regarding some questions people might have about social media management. One of the questions was, how often do I need to post to keep up with the algorithm? Ah, what a question. I thought it was a great topic to bring to this podcast, so we're going to chat today about everybody's favorite social media villain, the algorithm. Hi, welcome back to Say What You Mean, presented by Doe Creative. Doe is a creative collective that exists as a resource for artists working to develop sustainable art-based careers. Outside of providing this podcast, Doe currently publishes a recurring newspaper called The Daily Doe, featuring independent artists and businesses both online and physically to our Patreon supporters, as well as around the Orlando area and beyond. This year, we're working to expand our offerings to many creative services, artist mentorship and consultation, and our online store. If you'd like to keep up with what's going on behind the scenes, get early access to all our updates, including the episodes of this podcast, and exclusive updates and content created just for you, join at patreon.com slash co for as little as $3 a month. We're glad you're here. Today, we're talking about the oh-so-powerful algorithm. See, social media is an ever-changing landscape, and I think that we're all well aware of that by now. It seems like every other day I see a new post on somebody's story about the best engagement tools to really hack the algorithm and grow your audience, or the easy way to grow your follower count by thousands and thousands in no time. There are entire accounts dedicated to talking about and teaching how to beat this man-behind-the-curtain mystery of the algorithm. My opinion? I think we're focusing on the wrong thing here. Tech is always going to grow and evolve. And while it's important as an online creative to grow with it, your focus needs to be less on how to beat the ones and zeros and more how to focus on the human element of your online growth. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying there's not value in learning about the technology behind what you're participating in. There is, absolutely. I'm all for getting to know what's going on behind the screen and even using tools to your advantage and strategy. But with the ultimate focus of really providing value to your current audience and reaching out to the audience that you want to have. So how do you do this? Let's use Instagram as an example. Without having any knowledge or training in marketing tools or analytics, Instagram is chock full of tools to tell you what your audience behavior is like. If you have a business or creator account, you can easily go to your dashboard and see what your audience is doing, what they're responding to, and what they're not responding to, which a lot of times can be even more valuable. Looking at where you're starting off can be a very neutral and encouraging place to start if you let it. For me personally, as a creative, I often shy away from things with numbers. I don't like black and white thinking. I love to live in the abstract and the what if and the feeling behind it all. But looking at the numbers, the concrete data of what an account is doing or how you're communicating to your audience and how well it's going is 
really helpful in tracking and projecting where you want to be next. It doesn't have to be scary. And honestly, many of these tools are becoming a lot more user-friendly. Your learning curve isn't as high as you think it might be. Okay, so we've opened the scary platform of looking at what our analytics are, what our insights may be, and what our current followers are doing. What do we do with this? This part's a little more fun. You get to experiment. My philosophy with social media is to try it. If something doesn't work today, it might work tomorrow. Or if something worked really well yesterday, chances are it won't do so well in a month or two. My first stop, talk to your audience directly. Ask them questions. There's a lot of ways to do this and get really good feedback from what your followers want or what they really loved that you've been doing you may not even know. If you're a creative trying to carve your space out on the internet, it can be a little daunting to ask your current audience what they do and do not like about what you're doing. It feels vulnerable, and honestly it is. But there are a few ways to spruce it up to make it more enjoyable for you and them. Do a simple question and answer. This can be on your story, and you don't even have to sit in front of the camera and talk if you're not comfortable with that. Keep it super simple, straight to the point. Answer three to five questions and then let it roll on to the next. Any questions you get in that you don't answer right away, stash them for later information posts. People really like to see what you're doing and hear about your philosophy behind it. And especially if you can stretch this to create content for longer than a 24-hour cycle, it works in your favor. You can also post two different types of content that you're trying out, maybe a photo versus a video or a reel, and put a poll up to see which your audience prefers. You can even run a giveaway or incentivize your audience for responding with some information about what they would like to see in the future. All of this is collecting information from your current audience to find out really where they stand and what they're looking for when it comes to what kind of content and information you're putting out there, how they best hear communication coming from you. It also opens up the opportunity for a dialogue, communication from your audience back to you. This will make them more and more comfortable to continue to engage in this way with you later on. As you're collecting information and you're continuing to communicate with your audience, pay attention. What are they responding really well to? It might surprise you. This podcast specifically is a product of me experimenting on an Instagram story one day. I was absolutely terrified of sitting in front of my phone talking to the camera. And because I took the risk, I found out that my audience really wanted more of it. And here we are. Like we mentioned earlier, you also want to pay really close attention to what your audience does not respond to. For me, my audience responds really well to highly visual posts, especially with faces in them. Text graphic posts, absolute garbage. However, on some of the other accounts that I run, more often than not, information-based posts do a lot better than a simple photo. It depends on what your audience followed you for and what they're looking for as they're scrolling mindlessly while they're sitting on their lunch break. Your audience is smart. They know what they're looking for, and they'll even tell you subconsciously what they do and don't like. Pay attention, take notes, and adjust your gears for what's coming up next to make sure that you're really pointing toward what you see as giving you the most engagement and success. 
Combining this with experimenting with new things, especially as new tools roll out on these platforms, is serious magic. You'll be surprised. Okay, we've paid attention to what our current audience is giving us as far as engagement or non-engagement. We've asked them directly in a variety of ways what they're looking for or what they like that we're currently doing. We've gathered the information and we've set up a little bit of a strategy for what we're going to try to experiment with next. So how do you take that existing audience, who you're really catering to now, and expand it to your ideal audience? Your ideal audience is kind of like a Venn diagram of what your existing audience looks like, their demographic, what other types of accounts they may follow, and what they're doing themselves, as well as who you really want to reach. You may not have this currently super clearly defined, and that's really okay. Especially if you're not in a super niche market and you're doing a variety of different things, it can be a little tricky to narrow down who you're really aiming for. One of my favorite ways to figure out an ideal audience with any creative social media account is to play a little game of hide and seek. Gather a few of the accounts that you really admire who are posting content that is in the same range or field as you. If you make apparel, for example, Find a few accounts that are in that industry that you really look up to or admire. These can be small accounts to massive accounts. It doesn't matter. Look at who follows them. Follow the trail and figure out where those people are, what they're doing, and what that demographic looks like. This sounds like an overwhelming task, and it doesn't have to be as tedious as it looks. This can be a five-minute activity as you're scrolling through and you see an account that you know you really like. My biggest advice here is write it down. Any clue that you happen upon, any account that you figure out you really do admire and is in your industry, write it down. Then you can go back to that information and follow the trail as far in the endless loop as you want to go. As you go along, it'll be easier to put the pieces together to carve out the audience that you really do want to attract. Once you start seeing the accounts of your target audience, pay attention to what they're sharing on their stories, on their feeds, pay attention to what they're enjoying and resharing to their audience. This will be one of the biggest tools to get your content into the faces of people who don't already follow you. And pay attention to what the other creators are posting that's working well for them. This can be a huge source of inspiration. One of the biggest keys is to let it ride. If you've posted something and you don't see it's performing as well as you hoped, let it ride for a little bit. It can be really easy to get a little nervous and maybe pull a post down or delete something. Give it room to breathe. Now, if you decide later on that you really do want to pull a piece of content down, you have every right to. There's no shame in deleting posts. I'd encourage you to give it a little longer to bake, though. You can learn a lot in the long term of the life cycle of a post. And if nothing else, it's a good practice in vulnerability. Take some time away from it, come back, check it later, and give yourself a little bit of room for growth. Later on, you'll look back and see how far you've really come. There are a ton of resources out there for creatives of every type. One of my favorites and this week's recommendation is Marketing Should Be Fun by Austin Savage and Kelsey Zarko. Austin is one of my oldest friends and an absolute mastermind on how to keep marketing strategy really fun and integrate it into your natural life as a creative. So when you finish this episode, head right on over to Marketing Should Be Fun and give it a whirl. 
You'll learn a lot. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to join us over on our Instagram at Doe Creative Co. This week, I'm going to post a few social media strategy tips on our story and maybe give you a little look into my own schedule as far as social media goes. I'll see you over there.